0: Well, hello everyone, this is Cliff Rohde of Go Cloud Communications, and we are live, uh, if you're watching live anyway, with our online tutorial number six. Today we're going to be talking about um, email marketing. And uh, we're going to be talking about, let's see here. We're going to be talking about a lot of different items when it comes to email marketing. Um, Why you want to think about email marketing, how you should go about email marketing, and uh, if you're participating in the live conference, uh, you can ask questions as we go. Obviously, if you're watching the feed later on, uh, you will not be able to ask any questions, at least not live, but you can ask them to me at a later date. Um, Today is Valentine's Day 2014, so Happy Valentine's Day to you. Um, If you are in the Northeast, like me, you are completely snowbound, and um, so that's kind of, uh, I don't know, nice, I suppose, it is winter after all. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about email marketing, Um, but first, a couple of preliminaries. If you don't know about GoCloud Communications, what we do is help people to excel at the intersection of communications and technology. If you have a question about social media, website design, search engine optimization, all the rest, um, maybe we can help you out with it. Um, If you are watching this uh, broadcast, we would ask that you would be so kind to, uh, if you've got a little device there, let the world know that you're going to be doing it. Uh, or that you are watching, tweet GoatCloud, hashtag GoatCloudHangout. Uh, let the world know. Tell them via Google+, Facebook, whatever. Let them know. The world just wants to know these things, that you're participating. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that we always talk about, too, as a preliminary is giving something back. Um, we believe very much in corporate or business responsibility. One of the uh, things that we do is donate goats to communities in need. Um, it's a way that we give back. We donate a percentage of our profits to organizations uh, that donate goats to communities in need. And that's not the only way, of course, but that's one way you can do it. Uh, you can, if, and if that sounds of interest to you, go to goatcloud.com donate, and you can find out all about it. And I have to pause for a second to get an eyelash out of my eye. that is really bothering me. from our last hangout uh, what we talked about then was maximizing your presence for a local online search remember that most people when they're looking for businesses in their area um, will go online and so it's critical that your online presence whether it's your website um, whatever it may be is ready for the local uh, searcher or visitor, so you know. Among other things, you got to make sure that you have a mobile-ready website because a lot of people search for local businesses um, through their mobile device. You need to make sure that your contact information is there, that it's consistent across your various online properties, your website, all the various uh, online business directories. We talked, for instance, about Google Plus and Yelp. You absolutely need to make sure that you have um, a presence on those places. Think about targeted online ads. Um, it's a great way to bring local people to your website immediately. They work. If you don't want to spend the money on website development, um, and or I should say, I mean you have to have at least a decent looking website, but if you don't want to invest the time and money into producing a lot of content, you can still have a fine looking website and pay the money to deliver people traffic to that website via uh, targeted online ads. And then, of course, you want to make sure if we're talking about local online presence that all your um, local efforts offline, whether it's networking with people, giving seminars, what have you, um, are simpatico with what you're doing online. Make sure that the two go hand in hand, that you're referring people back to your online presence. It's the way that you're going to make sure um, that you do get people who are local to find you online. And now, a little bit of news Uh, for those of you who pay attention to uh, the internet. uh, The most or the biggest news that I've seen over the last couple of days is that Comcast is looking to buy Time Warner. Both of them are cable providers, uh, so they provide TV services, of course, but also um, they provide broadband connections to people so that you can have fast internet connections in your home or business. So for those of you who are completely in favor of additional monopolies in the United States, you ought to be very grateful that this uh, merger was proposed because it will combine, if it goes through, the number one and number two uh, cable providers in this country. Anyway, enough of the being on my high horse. Time to get off the high horse and talk about uh, some email marketing. So what uh, we're going to do today is uh, I'm going to talk, and I'm sorry I'm kind of looking off screen a little bit because I have some information on my computer screen that's going to help me focus on what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but we're going to be talking about the hows and whys of email marketing, and I'm also going to show you um, an example um, of an email marketing newsletter. Um, of my own so we can go through it and you'll be able to see i think uh, what we're talking about first a little bit of the more philosophical stuff and then the hands-on nitty-gritty so um, now when it comes to email marketing um, i want to make sure that what we're talking about here that you understand that what we're talking about here is sending out emails to people who actually are willing to receive emails from you we are not talking about spamming people right I I can't tell you uh, the countless number of times that I may be uh, on an email list that maybe I didn't exactly ask to get on but I'm okay with getting the email maybe it's from the PTO for instance but the PTO inadvertently sends out um, everybody's email address to everybody else on the list now if you were to just go grab those people and put them on your own email marketing list what you would be doing is spamming those people because they never they don't really have a a connection with you in any kind of way and they haven't asked to get on your email uh, list so don't put them on your email list it's not cool and in fact um, there are federal laws related to spamming people which I'm sure if your email inbox looks anything like my email inbox um, people routinely flout be that as it may um, it is not again, or it is against the rules to be sending out spam, and you don't want to do it. it. It's poor form. People who get these emails that they didn't ask for are going to be upset about it. Um, let me just go back to the screen. I want to make sure I get back here to Q's and A's and can monitor those, just in case there are any. So we talked about who we're not going to be sending email to. Now let's talk about who we are going to be sending email to, which is the people who want to be on our email marketing list. So, you might ask, well, you know, it's 2014, is email even relevant anymore? Do people still, you know, use email for business purposes? Maybe it's a silly question um, because, really, email I mean, if you do any research about email and digital marketing, um, I think it will come up to show you that you get the best return on investment through email marketing. And I think, really, that should come as no surprise because. You know that the people who have opted in to receive your emails are people who have some kind of connection with you maybe they're a prior client, uh, maybe they're a colleague of yours, maybe even they're a family member that's okay. They can get your emails um, but these people are okay with getting your email so when you send it out to them, they're more likely to take a look at it because they have some kind of relationship with you. Um, and, so, and that's the reason, I think, that you're, you're going to see a greater return on investment through email advertising or marketing um, because you're, you're hitting an audience that, that wants to be um, reached by you. So, there are uh, a couple of resources that I was reviewing prior to putting together today's presentation that I want to um, provide to you, and uh, so that you can do research later on if you like. One is um, anatomy of a five-star email, and that's put out by HubSpot. And HubSpot, uh, the website is HubSpot dot com. It's available um, for free. You can take a take a look at that. We're going to be talking about some of the points that they raise. And then uh, another one is email is the new email by Alex Lustberg at marketingland.com. And I am going to put um, uh, um, oh I see that uh, people may not be able to see what I'm what I'm doing right now. Um, but you can hear me, okay? Thanks for that uh, flagging that on the question and answer. Um, so I'm sorry about uh, the screen. I'm not sure exactly what's going to uh, be happening. This may be a problem when I'm trying to screen share in a little bit. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um. So, uh, so I was saying. Anyway, I'm going to put those links up on the um, on my website where the 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 link is to this. Um, this broadcast, and I will say uh, it's not going to be entirely important that you can see the screen um, because of what I'm going to be talking about. Um, I will say though, when it comes time to sharing the screen, if you're not able to see anything, um, then that may potentially be problematic. But that's not going to be a huge part of our uh, conversation today. So, um, oh, I wanted to say one other thing about you know whether it makes sense to be sending out emails. You need to be thinking about your demographic. We were talking about. Um, you know, whether it makes sense to send out emails. These are people who want to get emails from you. Well, I will say, if you're looking to target a younger demographic, um, the younger demographic, you know, 18 to 24, or even younger, some people will will target, um, you know, don't do email quite as much. And so you want to think about your marketing strategies. Uh, as with any kind of... Um, marketing approach you're going to want to have a number of different uh, arrows in your quiver and so email marketing is one of them however you know if um, you're wanting to um, you know target that younger demographic it may be the case that you don't want to spend a ton of time on email uh, because maybe they don't look at email so much anymore so that's something to bear in mind So let's talk a little bit about the hows of email marketing. Uh, There are different types of email marketing that you might make use of. And uh, in in broad strokes, um, I'm going to lump them into the following categories. Uh, One is periodic newsletters. uh, And that's you're going to be sending out a regular email to your list or, or a portion of your list. Um, on some kind of regular basis. Whether it is two weeks, whether it is a month, um, I would think that you probably, you would want to think twice if this is a periodic newsletter of sending out, sending it out more often than once a month. Um, people get overwhelmed by their inboxes, and so there's a question about whether or not you know you actually should be hitting them more than once a month. I will say that this uh, brings up the issue of another type of email, which is when you want to broadcast information about a special event, um, whether it's a sale that you're going to have or uh, whether it's that you're going to be somewhere and you want people to come out. You know, whatever that may be, um, that probably can uh, can break the the, the 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 limits of monthly um, in the sense that you know you do have something completely relevant to tell somebody and it's somewhat time-sensitive and so you want to get it out and you know you don't know necessarily if those events happen um, all the time you know if they happen with some regularity if they're just gonna pop up but anyway so that's a a slightly different kind of email than the regular newsletter and then also there's another kind of newsletter uh, or I'm sorry another kind of email which I'm gonna call a feed Newsletter. And what some people do is that uh, as they post content on their blog, for instance, um, people can sign up to receive regular updates from that blog. So there's a blog posting, and an email automatically goes out into the person's inbox to say, hey, there's new content on my website. And so that's another way to reach people um, via email. Most of what we're going to be talking about today, though is gonna be with respect to either periodic newsletters or also it would have application for those special event kinds of emails that you might want to send out. So let's talk a little bit about um, what makes a good email for your newsletter. Well to start off, uh, one of the what you really gotta have is a good subject line. Right? That's the item that uh, catches the attention when a person looks at their email inbox to see if they want to read on to see what the information is about. And So a good um, subject line is going to be a uh, relatively pithy, and that means it's not going to be too long. It's going to be short. It's going to get to the point uh, with words that will capture the attention of the person. Um, You don't want to ramble on, like I'm doing in this Hangout right now, Um, but what you want to do really is get right to the point. Um, What is that email going to be about? Why? You know, you've got to convince the person, why should they read on to the body of the email newsletter? Um, And if you don't uh, have a good subject line, then people are going to not read and so they're not going to take any action that you may want them to take as a consequence of reading the newsletter. Um, so that's number one is you absolutely want to make sure that you gotta have a good captivating interesting subject line. Next item um, is that you want to make sure that the person sending the email uh, is actually a person Uh, I strongly recommend that you uh, use your own email address um, so that the person who's receiving the email knows that it's coming from you. Um, They're much more likely to open up that email if they think it's a personal email rather than one that's coming from marketing department or one that's, even if it's just coming from your business, the name of your business. Um, people are more apt to respond to something that they think is personalized. And a a part of the personalization is personalizing um, who it's from. So make sure it's from you. Or if it's not you sending it, make sure it's from some other person within your organization. You want to make sure that it's it's yours. It's an email from you. Um, The email also needs to... Brand the company, even if it's going to be from you personally, um, you represent, you're sending this out because you're a representative of the company, the nonprofit, whatever the case may be. And so you want to make sure that the email um, is branding your company. So, what does that mean? Well, it needs to be consistent with the rest of your online presence. Um, it needs to have your contact information, it should have similar colors. Uh, that are on your website it should have your logo Uh, you want it to be instantly recognizable as coming from the organization that you represent Um, that's just kind of marketing 101 is to you know make sure that you're always branding um, with whatever it is any kind of promotional material that you're getting out you wanna make sure that you're being very consistent uh, with with who and what you are uh, representing so make sure that it brands your, your company and and also going to this personalization issue is that you need to make sure um, that the website uh, I'm sorry that the email is going out to an individual person It's strongly recommended uh, that the email say at the beginning something like dear Joe um, chances are when you capture somebody's email address um, let's say they've given you a business card, for instance. Obviously, you have their name there on the business card. When you enter that information into the database, um, you want to make sure that you put their first name in there along with their last name. Um, but you want to be able to personalize that message to that person because that makes it seem uh, like it's directly to them. Even if you're sending it out to a thousand different people, that individual email is going to that individual person and they are going to respond more favorably if it is addressed to them. Now, are people savvy? Do they understand that um, you know people have email marketing lists? Of course they do. Um, but nevertheless, it's still just another little way to um, kind of psychologically get in their head and suggest to them that you really are reaching out to them individually. Now, another way to make it clear that um, you are trying to reach them personally um, is to send them uh, information that's relevant to them. Um, Content, of course, of the email newsletter is absolutely critical. If you go through the steps that we've talked about already, but your content is absolutely terrible well, then nobody is going to do anything with respect to that email. And they're going to be anticipating that future emails from you are also pointless. And so um, it's mission critical to make sure that your uh, the content of your email is good. And it makes sense for that, that recipient. Um, you know, at the same time, so what does that mean? You know, you, you can't make the content be too much. Um, you don't want to make it be too little either. Um, I tend to think of emails like I consider blog posts, probably somewhere between 300 and 500 words. Again, kind of depending on what message it is that you're trying to convey. But if it's anything more than that, you're going to lose a lot of people before you get to the end. Um, and if you don't have um, enough of that, then people are not going to take the time to read it either. So you know, just like with the email subject line, you have to have, uh, you have to be pithy. You have to have um, good, um, good content has to be well written um, but, so you just need to make sure that, um, that you do that and if you will excuse me for one second I just have to pause for one minute and I'm very sorry. I'll be right back So sorry for that interruption. I'm back. Um, so you got to have good content. Now, one of the things uh, that's also talking about personalization is um, you need to make sure, uh, and this is maybe email marketing 102, is that you need to or you should be thinking about um, creating segments within your email marketing newsletter. Um, let's say, for instance, that you are a seller of flowers. Uh, you may have customers that are particularly interested in a particular type of flower that would be good information to capture. If you're going to have a sale on roses or maybe carnations or whatever the case may be, and you know you have a particular part of your list that really likes to receive information or really likes to purchase those types of things, then you want to send to that segment and, and that segment may um, it, it may not uh, be of any interest to other people within your overall kind of marketing list. You know, likewise, maybe you have a group of bulk buyers um, who are not going to be interested in sales for, you know, uh, little retail um, sales of maybe some kind of special you're having on Valentine's Day, let's say. So the the notion here is that if you segment your list, you'll be better able to target email messages to the recipients. So segmentation is really very critical you know, in my own business um, with online marketing, you know, I have segmentations with respect to clients um, and people who are not clients but otherwise sign up for my email list. Or, you know, I might have people who are hosting clients who have uh, information they need with respect to hosting but don't really care about website development. And so you should be thinking about that too. What makes each customer special and can you put them on a segment of your uh, email marketing newsletter? Um, you know, I was talking before about um, the content of the email newsletter itself. Make sure that the content provides some sort of value proposition. Um, so, again, this goes to the point of meaningfulness and relevance. You know, you shouldn't send out email newsletters just for the sake of sending them out. They ought to have a purpose behind them. You know, are you conveying new information that people might want to know? Are you, uh, do you have this sale that is going to be of interest to people? Don't just send it out for the sake of sending it out because people are not going to be interested and again they're going to respond not very favorably to emails of yours in the future. With respect to the value proposition, um, what you need to do as well is have a what's called a call to action. <clears throat> you can imagine that it's um, pretty easy to have a call to action if you're having a particular sale. Right? Maybe the call to action is We're giving you, uh, here's a coupon code that you can use for this sale. Maybe you're sending it out to your loyal customers first so that they get the first opportunity to participate in this sale or maybe they get um, some sort of extra discount for being a loyal customer, whatever it may be. Um, Provide that call to action, a button that takes them right to the relevant page on your website that's not available for everybody. um, And boy, you're going to get a result there um but that uh, the uh, again the, the element here is with that call to action it needs to be somewhat focused maybe you're offering people a free white paper um you know maybe you're uh, making them some other offer um, that is of particular value to them, make it very clear what that call to action is. Do you want them to click on a link? Do you want them to call you? Do you want them to sign up for something else? Whatever it may be, make it very obvious. And generally speaking, you're going to want to make that call to action stand out physically um, or graphically, I should say, within the email itself. So you don't want to bury it in a bunch of other text. You want to make it very clear, very focused, very obvious for what those people are. Uh, what they're looking for and what you want them to do now you know if, if you are also uh, as you're putting together the content for your email newsletter you want to make sure you use uh, good images um, you know we say this all the time about websites as well picture is worth at least a thousand words and so you want to use images in your email because they capture the attention they can't be so distracting that they distract people from your call to action whatever that may be but you do want to be using images Again, that are consistent with the type of message, the type of voice you like to use, um, and clearly with uh, that are relevant with respect to the message that you're trying to convey with that particular email um, so that it, it's an additional way to um, capture people's attention. Make sure within your email uh, messages that you send out that you have links to your uh, social assets, to Facebook, to, to Google+, to LinkedIn, to Twitter, whatever the case may be. Make sure that people can use that to track you in different ways. Likewise, you want to set up links so that or buttons so that people can share it with others. Maybe they can pass it along as an email. Um, make sure that you uh, enable that to happen. You also want to make sure um, that you have what are considered to be secondary calls to action. Uh, this is So maybe you have a primary focus of your email newsletter, whatever it may be, but then also what you want to do is ensure that uh, people can do uh, something else. Maybe it's just a link back to your website, or maybe you have other deals you're offering, but it's not really the focus of the email. Send them to the, uh, offer them the opportunity to, send, to go see those links as well. Have s- those secondary or even tertiary calls to action. Um, it's a good idea in your newsletter to have a link to your privacy policy right people want to know what you're doing with their information with their newsletter this is pretty critical especially when it comes to sign up for the email newsletter um, but why not have a link to that as well in your um, in, in in the email probably in the footer of the email it gives people some confidence um, that you have a solid privacy policy that you're considering that um, and they know that their information is is safe with you and it, it really ought to be. Um, and you should also of course have a link to people to enable them to unsubscribe from your newsletter if they want to even mom you even have to let mom be able to unsubscribe from your email newsletter if she wants to Um, It is poor form and potentially illegal to not allow a a subscriber to unsubscribe and believe me if somebody unsubscribes you should never put them back on the list Um, Most of the email providers, uh, newsletter providers that we know will not even allow you to put that email back on. Let's say you have multiple emails for that person. Do not uh, put that other email address in there because that person has unsubscribed, even if it's inadvertent. Now, if you know him personally, you might say to him one day, hey, I saw the unsubscribed to my email because sometimes people do that not on purpose, and you can tell them, What happened? You know, was it something I said? Did you not like it? And they may say, "God, I didn't even know that." Okay, well then you can. I didn't mean to do it, right? Then you can put them back on, but you have to allow people to unsubscribe. Now, another critical issue when it comes to email design is you have to make sure that the email is mobile ready. Um, It's somewhere uh, upwards of like 60, 65% of emails that are sent out, promotional emails, are clicked through. Or um, viewed on mobile devices, right? So uh, you have to—it it has to be mobile ready. If you have an email that looks terrible on a smartphone, um, then people are going to be turned off tremendously. So you really got to make sure um, that you are mobile ready with your emails. And likewise, you should have a plain text version. Um, most emails you will design are in HTML so they look pretty but you know what some people don't want pretty they just want the facts ma'am. so make sure that you can send out a plain text message um, and that plain text ought to have all the information contained in your um, HTML pretty email um, but it may need to be displayed in a slightly different way so that people can still read it and can still take action. Now. I'm running out of time here a little bit, but an, another um, um, tactic that you want to take that is a little bit more advanced is to do what's called split A-B testing. Um, and that is to say, you want to send out uh, an, an email that is uh, that you have two versions of. And the two versions are essentially identical except for one thing. and you pick what that one thing is? Maybe it's the call to action maybe it's that you use different colors Uh, maybe it's that you send it out on a different day or a different time of day but you want to limit what your uh, variable is to really just one element of the email and why do you want to do that because you want to see what works Um, and this ties into the notion too of that you have to absolutely track the statistics related to your emails are people opening them Um, are they clicking on the links um, are emails bouncing? Do you have bad email addresses? You know what? Again, what time of day works? What days work? What doesn't work? What types of pitches work? What email subject lines work? What don't work? You have to be examining the data, um, just like you would be examining the data uh, for your website. And you know what? You adjust accordingly. If uh, something is not working, then fix it. And next time, try something a little bit different. So. Um, That is the summary. I see that I've I've kind of covered all this in a half hour. I'm going to say, you know, in terms of uh, this, I I certainly hope you found it useful. We covered a lot of territory with respect to email marketing and some steps you need to do it. I'm sorry if the video wasn't working. As it turned out, I didn't do a step through with a screen share anyway. So uh, just listening uh, may have worked this time. It's not like my face is so pretty and you missed much. Um, if you want to sign up for my newsletter, go to goatcloud.com. You can sign up right there um, and take advantage of it. Hopefully, you'll find that useful. Um, but also, again, if you want to be so kind to let the world know that you watch this, um, share on Facebook, on Google Plus, on LinkedIn. If you're feeling really ambitious and you really like the information that you got here, please leave me a review on Google Plus because online reviews are critical for businesses um, as they go about promoting their business online. It would be a tremendous favor for us. Share this with your friends, Um, or not, we'd be delighted. Um, And most importantly, we thank you for hanging out with us today on February 14, Valentine's Day. Um, We hope you found this of use. Sorry about the video problems earlier, and have a good day. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to contact us at goatcloud.com. You can email me directly at cliff at goatcloud.com or call me at 518-557-7613. Thanks so much. Until our next hangout, bye-bye.